Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us at What's the Bible Say, where we look at today's topics through the lens of scripture and we answer three questions. What's the Bible say? Why does it matter? And how can you apply what we learn to our lives? I'm Stephanie here with my co-host Rebecca. And you can find out more about us at whatsthebiblesay.org. You can also find us on Apple or Spotify and YouTube. We'd love it if you'd subscribe to any and all of the above. Leave reviews and comments. That would be great. But thank you so much for joining us for today's question, which is a really good one. Why is common sense not so common anymore? Yeah, that is a great question. You know, for years, we've been laughing at shows like America's Funniest Home Videos, where we, we're laughing at people because we cannot believe they're about to do something that just is so obviously mm -hmm. against common sense. <laughs> That's fine for a TV show, but now our lack of common sense is actually affecting our real life and mm -hmm. our real real life policies that are being made for us and things that we would have all agreed, you know, even a decade ago that would be ridiculous. Today, yeah. they're viewed as normal. You know, I actually heard with my own two ears, an elected official say to a crowd of people, don't confuse me with the facts. Mm -hmm. I actually heard them say that before. So when we talk about what do we mean when we're saying common sense? Well, knowing right from wrong, yeah. knowing truth from error, the difference between good and evil. Uh, it's a discernment and, and sound judgment. It's knowing that a tomato is a fruit, but you don't put it in a fruit salad. Oh, that's good. Well, and I think in simple surfacey terms, common sense is knowing things like you shouldn't run out in front of tra traffic or you shouldn't stick your finger in a light socket or... <laughs> Don't touch a hot burner or you're going to burn your hand. Yeah. And this is a true story. I heard this one, that if you have a warrant out for your arrest, you do not get on Instagram live and say, hey, guys, I'm at Daytona Beach about to rent a jet ski. Because if you do, the police are going to be right there waiting for you, which they were for this oh guy. Oh, my goodness. True story. True story. I, yeah. I don't doubt that. No common sense there. I don't doubt that. You know, that's basically knowing right from wrong. It's sound judgment. But common sense really goes deeper than that as well. So, for instance, if you take drugs, you might get addicted or, or worse. You might die. If you go on a date with somebody you don't know, you're putting yourself in danger. Or if you're in a parking lot, it's just common sense to stay alert, look around, and, and pay attention to what's going on around you and who's around you. And don't walk in a dark alley at night alone. It yeah. might be dangerous. You might get mugged or worse. So, yeah. common sense. You, you don't leave your child with the stranger or you know you don't just open your door to somebody who you don't know who it is these are all common sense things that we adhere to and we see how that common sense actually protects us oh that's good you're right and common sense is ultimately a god-given gift to all of us yes. and it helps nations it helps individuals navigate good safe and healthy lives but as we look around at our world today we can't help but notice but there's been this this shift <laughs> like in seismic proportions in what we would call common sense and what happens is the natural progression, and I think we're seeing it played out in real life, is that when individuals and when nations forget or rebel against God and his ways and his will, it's been described like this. First, we overlook evil. Then we permit evil. Then we legalize evil. Then we promote evil. Then we celebrate evil. Then we persecute those who still call evil, evil. And I think that's pretty much a good description of where we find our society as a whole. Today, I think everywhere we look, we could all say we see people calling evil good and good evil. Yeah, that's so true. It's so true. And so common sense is clearly not so common anymore. 
So what does the Bible say about common sense? So a good example that I'm thinking of is I'm preparing for a retreat and um, one of my messages is on Jonah. And in the very last chapter, the very last verse of Jonah, God is talking to Jonah and here's what he says. He says, and should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left hand? Mm-hmm. So it was such a good example because Nineveh, they couldn't tell their right hand for their, from their left hand. In other words, they can't tell right from wrong. And for them, what was or what should have been common wasn't common anymore. And, and that's what we see happening to us today. And there's a common trademark to me of a nation that ends up in a place where common sense isn't common anymore. Sin becomes rampant hostility and hatred, they kind of become a prevalent attitude of the society. Laws and justice are perverted. We see that every day. We see violent criminals getting out like the next day. That just doesn't even make sense. There's this moral decay that affects pretty much every area of life. And we see that happening all around us. Yes. And Proverbs speaks to it quite a bit. I mean, here's just one example. Proverbs 16, 22. Good sense is a fountain of life to him who has it. But the instructions of fools is folly. In mm. Romans 2, 14 through 15, tell us that every man has a God-given conscience. And I'm going to read it to you from the Amplified um, because it gives us so much detail here. When Gentiles who do not have the law, since it was given only to the Jews, do instinctively the things the law requires, guided only by their conscience, they are a law to themselves, though they do not have the law. They show that the essential requirements of the law are written in the heart, are written in their hearts and their conscience, their sense of right and wrong, their moral choices, bearing witness and their thoughts alternately, accusing or perhaps defending them. So this scripture tells us that we are all given a conscience. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and Strong's actually defines a conscience as the soul as distinguishing between what is morally good and bad, prompting to do the former and shun the latter, commending the one and condemning the other. And then another phrase, it says this, listen to this, a soul mindful of its noble origin. Mm. I love that. I love that. It's beautiful. And it's deep at the same time. Yeah. So we're all born with a conscience that ultimately tells us right from wrong. God gives us that conscience. But the Bible also tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, that we can sear our conscience. So before a person comes to know Christ as their Lord and their Savior, we're given this moral compass that we have that tells us right from wrong. And when we go against that moral compass or our conscience, we begin to sear it, you know, like with a hot iron to sear something. And it reminds me of like a callus on your hand or your foot that after a while, as it gets thicker and thicker, um, as it builds up, that, that what you once were sensitive to, you no longer are sensitive to that thing. You no longer feel. And it, it really is a good illustration of what happens when we become desensitized to sin, to right and wrong. Yes. So let's talk for a minute about how someone sears your conscience, Rebecca. Well, I think by going against your conscience, because every time you go against it, it gets a little bit harder and a little bit harder, and we're rejecting that innate prompting from God. And why do we do this? Because the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? In Jeremiah 17, 9, it says that. But John 3, 19 says, And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world when men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And so there are consequences to searing our conscience. When you turn away from God and you turn away from what is right and embracing what is wrong, and I think the consequence Mm -hmm. is, and probably the scariest 
consequences is that God will sometimes give you what you want. He'll leave you in that sin. He'll let you have that sin. And and we see that result played out actually in Romans chapter 1. It describes it so well. Romans chapter 1 verses 21 and 22 says, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but they became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Mm. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Yeah, and, and actually that chapter continues in verse 28 all the way through 32, and it says, Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things were worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Mm, Yeah. That's even hard to say out loud. It is. It is. And it's a long list. But if you look at what you just read, it is such a description of so many people in our society right now. And it's heartbreaking to know where we're at, where common sense is no longer common anymore. And and all, like it says at the end that they know this. Mm-hmm. They know that it's against God, but they still have pleasure in doing it. Yeah. On purpose yeah. against God. That's, that's a picture of a seared conscience. That's a bad conscience. place to be. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I, and I think as we read through these things, this really shows it, the same progression that we talked about earlier, you know, where we see when we see our conscience, you be, begin to embrace and celebrate then defend what we once clearly understood to be wrong. We, we become blind. We need to be careful because we can see our conscience and we can become blind where common sense is no longer common. We don't know right from wrong. And all of that becomes eroded by a person's, really by a person's love of darkness rather than light. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of seems pretty obvious to me, but let's talk about what does it matter that common sense isn't common anymore? I mean, what's the big deal? Because it seems like it's everywhere now. So why does it matter? I think the problem begins with the void of truth that we have. And the enemy has been very effective at filling that void with lies and confusion. And right now, you look around, that's all you see are people that are struggling with basic truth. We have a whole generation of children growing up, even adults right now, who are confused by basic biology. Um, I have a friend of mine that she works in the ER, and she has said there has been such an infiltration into the ER of children from eight years old and, and older who are struggling with reality, common sense things, mm-hmm. things that they're told to question their identity and kind of pressured to say, listen, I know you, you're a girl, but you're going to have to choose something else. You can't choose to be normal. Like it's not normal to choose to be normal anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's putting so much peer pressure on them that many of them are dealing with emotional trauma wow. and mental disorders as a result wow. of that confusion that's being pushed and pressured in the school system and mm-hmm. by teachers and, and family and friends and so it's sad that that they're told normal is not normal anymore as if life isn't hard enough as it is you know they're also told that it should be normal to question who they are they're told it should be normal for boys to take showers with girls or go in the bathroom with girls they're told it should be normal for teachers and others to be able to sexualize your children for men to dress up like women and dance provocatively in front of innocent children that's supposed to be normal they're told it should be normal for violent criminals to not be put in jail for 
for the crimes that they do. Hmm. They're told it should be normal for unvetted immigrants to just pour across our nation's borders and that we should just accept the ever-changing climate change stances that are supposedly scientifically solid, and yet they continually change. I remember the coming ice age and global warming. They renamed it climate change. And so basic science, which is constant questioning science itself, you're not allowed to question anymore. It's not normal. So common sense is not common anymore. Well, and I say it matters because the future of our children and grandchildren, just for those exact reasons that you were just stating, that, you know, if we don't teach common sense, they're not going to learn it. If we don't model it, then they're going to think they're crazy. And that's what's wrong is these poor children, they're thinking they're crazy when actually they're the normal ones more than likely. But we have to stand up for it. We cannot get sucked into this vortex of uncommon sense. You know, it's like the story of the emperor with the new clothes. I mean, everyone's acting like it's normal. And the one guy's like, no, it ain't. It's not normal. So, I mean, that matters because of that. It also matters because common sense was, like you said, given to us by God as something to protect us. Without it, we are vulnerable to attack. Yes, absolutely. And it matters because it's a sign that a nation's turned its back on God. Mm. When a nation like the United States of America that was founded on godly principles turns away from God, it is destined to fall from within. We see that happening all around us with the hatred and hostility and the riots and all the, the chaos that's going on. It will fall from within, but it also opens doors for attack from the enemies from without. And so yes. for me, the lack of common sense has permeated every area of the society and it endangers dangerous culture in our society mm-hmm. itself. Like as it stands now, it we're in danger of falling from within and being attacked from without. Yeah. So that really matters. <laughs> it matters. It does. So how are we going to apply these to our lives? Well, I want to start with the first one. I think we need to look at ourselves. We need to ask ourselves, am I fearing God? Because Psalm 111.10 says, that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. You know, we haven't really used the word wisdom and common sense mm-hmm. together, but they can be very close equals in a lot of ways. It may be that we need to repent because we have not been fearing God. We've not been taking him at his word over what the media says or what society says, or maybe our family or our friends. Mm -hmm. And sometimes even over what church says, if it goes against God's word. So I have to ask myself, am I being swallowed up? And am I convincing myself or justifying myself against ideas that are not part of God's wisdom? Mm -hmm. I think that's the first step that we've got to take. That's good. I'm glad you brought that point out because it's easy for us to look outside and see what's wrong with everybody else without taking, you know, know. a look at ourselves. It's a lot easier to do that. Um, what, what was that thing my mom used to do it when you're pointing your finger there's four more po- yeah. you know fingers pointing back so that would be good for number one obviously check your own heart and your own life and then two know the truth it's hard for us to stand strong against the current of the culture and everything that's going on if we don't know the truth ourselves so. yeah I saw this picture and I thought it was really a, a cool picture because it's a picture of a, a man's hand and this intricately drawn compass on it but the picture struck me so much because the man could decide where he wanted true north to be. Yeah. And I think this is kind of a picture of how we live society. Mm-hmm. Like I, somebody can take my hand and point it whatever direction they want and tell me that's true north. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true north. But it's ludicrous yeah. because here's the thing. There is a true north. Mm-hmm. And it's not based on where my hand says it is. It's based on truth. And that truth is God's word. And so 
we have to know what the truth is so we can tell if they're pointing my hand over there and true north is over there and go, no, that's true north. We can only do that if we know God's word. That's good. That's very good. And that brings us to the third one, which is to be committed to studying God's mm-hmm. word. Right. Not just read it casually, but to study it. And there's been kind of a dumbing down of Christianity, mm-hmm. a convenient Christianity, I should yeah. say. You know, yeah. let's lower the bar because people only have five minutes. And, and that might happen occasionally, but that's not the standard in the reality of our lives. Sh- we should have a more of a routine where we're in the Word every single day, not just reading it, but also studying it. And I think I said it in the mm-hmm. first episode we ever did, but I had a, a dear pastor at the church where I got saved at, Ray Mayfield. He was amazing mm-hmm. man of God who told me early on in my Christian walk, there's a difference between reading God's Word and studying it, and mm-hmm. I needed to do both every day if I could. Wow. And so study God's Word to know what it says about the issues of the day. So yeah, not just read it, but study it. And then I would say, listen to truth podcasters or YouTubers that like, what's the Bible say? And there's wall builders There's some really great resources out there where you can find the truth to deal with what the cultural issues are of the day and where we're finding that common sense isn't so common. How do we respond as Christians? We'll try to listen to those who are helping navigate all of that together as a body of believers to help yes. answer those questions. Yes, absolutely. And it's encouraging, too, because you realize, oh, I'm not crazy. There are <laughs> other people that think the same thing, which I'm not saying you should only listen to people who believe exactly like you do. I mean, you can grow and learn from other people. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, but it is good to fill your mind with truth. Yes. And so you got to find those places that truth is presented and where God's word is highlighted and supreme Mm -hmm. for sure. And I would say too, stay involved in a local Bible-believing church. Find believers who are going to help you to be able to stand and help you navigate this changing culture Mm -hmm. with the unchanging truth of God's Word. You know, I've been struck lately. I've I've been reading in Exodus and just super aware of, which I don't think I've ever really picked up on before, but how that God created the Jewish nation to support one another. Mm -hmm. And I won't go into all that. It's very cool, and I would love to, but I'm not going to right now because that could be a whole other lesson. Mm -hmm. But how he created ways for them to be in community and to encourage each other. And, of course, the New Testament is full of places where the Bible tells us over and over again to one another each other. Mm -hmm. So that is a really big part of of having common sense is being around people that have common sense too. And, you know, I'm so grateful for the community that God has given to me. And this is such a burden to me that if you do not Mm -hmm. feel like you have a community like that, would you please message us? Because we will pray for you that, that God will lead you to a healthy place just where you belong. So message us if that's something that we can pray for. Mm -hmm. That's how important it is. Yes. And if you haven't heard our Why Go to Church episode, you might want to go back to that because we talked a lot about the value of being together and the strength in the pack. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. So that's a good one. And then be a voice. Mm -hmm. We cannot stay silent any longer. When we're silent, we're part of the problem. And the reality is, is is in this cancel culture, it intimidates us to try to like, don't say that because, you know, it goes against the grain or, or it doesn't sound popular or whatever. But we need to be the truth because as Rebecca shared earlier if we don't share the truth how are they going to know it who's going to be speaking it because (laughs) you have to share the truth of God's word you have to know the truth of God's word 
And and what I found is people are pretty desperate to know the truth these mm-hmm. days. I watched a show the, uh, last night, I think it was, and there was a young girl, and my heart just broke for her. But she got up, and they were asking her what gender she was, and she was mm-hmm. saying, I don't, I don't choose a gender. And then she started saying that she chose to be a clown. It's kind of like putting kitty litter boxes in the bathrooms now these days. That's not common sense. That's, that's, no. It's like people are being sucked up into a delusion and want other people to be sucked up into it, or you don't speak the truth to them about it. That is the most unloving thing you can do when people are confused and you're affirming their confusion. There's no love in that. That's not what we're called to do. We speak truth in love. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important that you know people are being held in bondage to some of these confusing ideas of the day, and we need to be a voice of truth in a world filled with lives and and that's what we're called to do wow well I've kind of felt like I've run a marathon today (laughs) but thank you so much for watching or listening and please subscribe or share or like we really appreciate that because we really do desire to be a help to you and so how can we help you please let us know you can message us at what's the bible say.org we really would love to know if there's a way that we can possibly help you Before we go, let me leave you with this one thought. Some say there are no absolutes. Well, if there's no absolute, then that statement cannot be made. Oh, that's deep. (laughs) Think about that. (laughs) Have a great day, everybody. See you next time. (laughs) 